You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye and Domino's. Kolkata are back in the game. Nitish Rana's team have ended their four-match losing streak with a 21-run victory. over Virat Kohli's Bangalore at the Chinnaswamy Stadium in Bengaluru with me of course is Ayaz Memon Ayaz quite a clinical performance from a team that seemed you know maybe just like two defeats away from being out of the running for the playoffs I think actually an inspired performance by Kolkata I remember they came here after four defeats so I mean this was a very crucial game for them to remain in the hunt for a place in the playoffs they're playing at Chinnaswamy which is Bangalore's home turf and then you know I mean at the end of the day they got 200 which was a which was a good score but not an invincible score as we've seen on this ground and i thought the uh, you know bangalore actually kind of muffed up an opportunity to get maximum points or get the points here uh, because you know they had they had their moments but not enough of them they're batting um, you know we'll talk about it but their batting really does not have enough heft apart from the top 3 and that's what's come to the fore repeatedly this season Yes, we will talk about their batting, but let me just take you through the scores. Kolkata posted 200 for five after being put into bat first. Jason Roy gave the team another solid start, scoring his second straight half century. He and Jagadishan added 83 runs for the first wicket before uh, Vijay Kumar Vishak sent back both openers in the tenth over, and Kolkata were 88 for two after ten. Uh, skipper Nitesh Rana and Venkatesh Iyer then added 80 for the third wicket before once again Bangalore made twin breakthroughs in the same over. Hasaranga sending back. both players in the 18th rinku scored uh, 18 of 10 as the team got to 200 in reply virat kohli top scored for bangalore with 54 while impact player fafdu plessy scored just 17 today and maxwell made five the highest partnership of the innings was the fourth wicket stand between uh, virat and mahipal lomroor that made 55 but by the time they got out the score was 121 for 5 and 80 were needed from 42 the remaining batters couldn't do much Dinesh uh, Dinesh Karthik uh, out on 22 David Billy stayed unbeaten on 11 Vishak on uh, made 13 as Bangalore ended at 179 for 8 I just have to start Ayaz by asking you about Virat's reaction to the defeat he was on the broadcast right after you know Kolkata was celebrating and I, I mean the words he used I mean he said we, uh, we deserve to lose that's what you call a freebie in T20 cricket we literally <laughs> handed them the win is what he said I mean that's not the most respectful of reactions to an opponent that just defeated you fair and square right Well, I think it's more that he was pissed off uh, with his own team's performance more than disrespect to the to the other team because you get into a you know into a position where you can chase down 200. You know that's not an easy task, and if you're chasing about 70 runs of the last six overs, which is eminently doable, and then you can't make it though you, there were enough wickets in hand. But you know things started happening as soon as Virat got out, and then I I think that as I mentioned earlier, Faf uh, Duplessis fell cheaply, so did. Maxwell and then the you know this has been the bane of Bangalore this season that the minute they they, they depend in, almost entirely on these top 3 Kohli, Fab Duplessis and Maxwell if two of the three don't fire this team is always going to be in trouble or so it's emerging you know it's not been a one man show you need at least two two of these three to fire it didn't happen today and that's why apart from Virat who made a half century uh, there was nothing else to show for it and Lawmore you know yes he he was he played a good hand 
in a, in a partnership with Kohli, which at one time threatened to take them home, but it wasn't to be. And I think the big disappointment is coming from a, cube, a couple of players who were, you know, quite big successes last season. Shabazz Ahmed, he's just not been able to put bat to ball this season, and you know, not doing much with the ball as a, as a bowler either. And he's batting at number three. That's a very crucial position, uh, or number four. So you know, it's something that he needs to kind of, or the, or the team management needs to think through. And then there's Dinesh Karthik. You know, he couldn't put a foot wrong last season. He just seems to be struggling to get that old form back. And you know, he's just not been able to finish matches. He's not his strike rate is not impressive, and he's just not making enough runs. I will ask you about Dinesh Karthik a little later, but just want to also talk about uh, Kolkata, Jason Roy. I mean, Kolkata just needed to put, you know, needed someone to put the hand up and give them that in. Right, Shreya Sayar isn't there this season. Russell is sort of in indifferent form. Venkatesh Sayar, Nitish Rana are doing well, but when you lose four matches on a, st- you know, at a stretch, you just need somebody to give you that inspiration. You know, somebody to just step up and make you believe that this can happen. Yes, and I think Jason in Jason Roy they found the best guy to do it because he's a very inventive player. Uh, he's also and he's shown for England. He, he lost his place even in the England team, but he, because he was out of form. But he seems to have rediscovered his mojo. Uh, he didn't start off the season, you know, as he, he was not played in the few, first few matches or first couple of matches, and then he's come back and he's proving a point to himself and obviously to his team management. I thought that he gave such a wonderful foundation that 200 was always on the, on the cards. And remember, Kolkata, though they haven't been impressive before this match, you know, consistently impressive, they've got some really big hitters down the line. They've got Venkatesh Iyer, they've got Nitish Rana, they've got Rinku Singh, and of course, they've got Andre Russell and Sunil Nara. And these two guys are not making runs or big enough runs, but they are there. And that could, you know, that could be a threat to any team. So 200 is what they got. The pitch, the the size of the ground and the, you know, the quickness of the outfield suggested that, you know, they could have got maybe 15, 18 runs more, but 200 proved to be good enough for for Bangalore because Bangalore just seemed to lose their way after Kohli was dismissed. Uh, just wanted to also talk about Rinku Singh. I mean, we of course remember him and his, you know, five amazing sixes against Gujarat that got everybody's attention. But he's just proving that it wasn't a flash in the pan performance, right? He's been with Kolkata, I think, for the last since 2018. But this season's really turning out to be like a different one for him. He scored two half centuries since that Gujarat game. Can mostly be trusted to, you know, come late, add a few runs. He's good, good in the field as well. So that's also some, uh, you know, like a player that they've like sort of shaped and it will be in the franchise for a while. Oh yes, absolutely. Rinku Singh is is um, I, I'm I can, I'm sure that on the circuit, on the India T20 League circuit, he must be amongst the most feared uh, players today. Especially <laughs> when you know there are only about two three overs to go. This guy can come and you know uh, hit his way through to 25, 30, 35 runs of very few deliveries. If he gets a longer stint in the middle, yes, maybe he can get a half century too. But we all remember that. Last over, uh, that memorable last over against Gujarat, which he, you know, which kind of brought him into uh, everybody's attention. But he's been consistently making runs. He's got a good eye. He's got a great eye-hand coordination, and he's got power. So you know, these are, and he was also a gun fielder, isn't he? He took a terrific catch, which actually kind of set back Bangalore right at the start, getting rid of five uh, plus C. And then we had another great catch by Venkatesh Iyer to dismiss Kohli. So that's that's where you know Kolkata, I think. Uh, I think they outbatted, outbowled, and outwitted uh, Bangalore completely. I thought Nitish Rana was absolutely magnificent as a as a captain. 
He had a lot of spinners at his disposal. They've been wonderful. They've been doing wonderful things for his team. But once he had the runs to defend, you still, if you've got three or four spinners, you still have to marshal them well. Which bowler do you bring on against which batsman? And he seemed to have that knack or that understanding of which bowler will work when. So, Varun Chakravarti, Suya Sharma, uh, both amongst the wickets. Narayan didn't get any wickets, but I thought Niti Shalana was really good. And he, he made 48 also. So, he's been having a great time as batsman and as captain for KK, for, for Kolkata. Um, speaking of Kolkata, I just wanted to ask one question that might not be a f- uh, favourite among the fans, but Andre Russell, you know, he scored about 100 runs in the seven matches he's played. He's picked three wickets in the Hyderabad game, two wickets today. Completely unpopular opinion, I know. But will Kolkata at some stage be thinking about the decision that they made two seasons back of releasing a player like Shubman Gill and keeping Russell? They, I mean, I think they retained him for like 12 crores. I think the fact that, you know, it also has to be factored in that you know, there were grades that, you know, you could retain your players in. So, you know, Shuman Gill would have demanded a certain amount and obviously they couldn't have matched that. So, they chose to only keep Russell, let Shuman Gill go. But, you know, I mean, when you talk about a team for the future, you you don't really see Russell being around for, more, I don't know, I mean, on this form more than a couple of seasons. And then seeing the form that Shuman Gill is in this season, is that a thought maybe that, you know, franchise owners will probably have? I mean, it's, uh, that's all, you know, so much so much down the, the river, you know, that boat has sailed. Uh, so, to, you can't keep living in the past and saying, oh, if Shubman Gill was with us, we don't know how he would have fared. He's, done, he's doing exceptionally well for Gujarat. But I think they kept Russell behind because he's got great value uh, for all-round value. He picked up two wickets in this match. Uh, he's not been getting runs, but he can be a destructive batsman. Of course, he's getting on in years. So, he's not, he's not your five, six-year prospect. He's at best another season after this. So, yeah, but I, I think, you know, this is where uh, I think they've been very astute in their planning so far. They've lost four matches in the trot. They're using their impact player well. They know that Russell is not firing. I think their bigger worry would be about Sunil Narayan, who's not getting wickets. Because Russell might still, you know, he can be used in the last two, three overs and he can still get you a 20-25. But Narayan not picking up wickets could hurt them. So, they need actually Narayan to come back quickly into form. And then, of course, hope that Russell gets his big hitting ways back. Dinesh Karthik, I just have to get one more question in. Dinesh Karthik, you know, earned that finisher reputation uh, for with, uh, you know, with in the tournament, at least with Bangalore last season, based on which he even earned an India comeback. But this season, we are not really being able to see him, you know, play that role so well. I, I think a couple of matches back, even Faf Tuples, he said, you know, we left X number of runs and we thought this is where, you know, Dinesh Karthik shines and it didn't happen. So your captain's openly talking about you like that. But, you know, if, if Bangalore, because, you know, we are, what, halfway through the season, like we've been saying, seven matches in about... Anyway, so, uh, you know, if Bangalore were to think... Of alternatives, do they think of one now, or do they just continue and see if Dinesh can step up, you know, in the next few matches? I think they have no choice but to depend on him because you know when you, I can imagine the strategy that they planned is yes, you got a very top-heavy batting lineup, you got Faf and Maxwell and Kohli in the top three, and you hope, and which they've been doing, that they'll get you into a position where you can have conceivably a late onslaught to to either win a match chase down the target or do enough to set a stiff target for the opponents. And in that kind of thought process, Dinesh Kartik's form becomes very, very critical. And if he's not delivering, then it becomes a problem because you can be ending 20, 18, 22, 25 runs short, whether you're chasing or you're setting a target, you know, and that's that's becoming a problem for 
for uh, Karthik, apart from the fact uh, for for Bangalore, apart from the fact that somebody like Shahbaz Ahmed, I think they seriously need to look at his batting position. He's just not, you know, he's not doing enough. He's bogging things down, and then you know, one of the big guns has to take too much risk, and that could that can cost a wicket. So I I think there's a lot of thinking that needs to be done in the Bangalore setup. Maybe guys like, uh, you know, the the coach and and some of the others who are the batting coach have to rework their rejig their strategy. Okay, just lastly, Rajasthan versus Chennai in a Thursday night's game. Chennai extend their lead in the standings if they win this, go in the outright lead with 12 points. Rajasthan are on redemption of sorts after losing their last two games. But um, Rajasthan also, if they do actually win this game, go to uh, 10 points along with Chennai and Gujarat. The match is at home, but I don't know if Chennai is the best of teams for you to want to make a comeback into winning ways, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, this is a game I'm really looking forward to because, I mean, yes, Rajasthan haven't done too well in the past couple of couple of matches, but they're a terrific team, aren't they? Look at their batting lineup, look at their bowlers that they've got, uh, you know, Trent Bolt in the fast bowling department, Ashwin Zampa, Yuzvendra Chahal in the, in the spin department, Hetmeyer, Samson, Butler. Ah, this can be a team which can, <laughs> you know, it can just kind of demolish any opponent. But... You're coming up against Chennai, which you know Chennai team has been on a roll. Uh, yes, they played a lot of matches in the, at home in the past couple of maybe eight, ten days, and that's where they are very strong. But this is a team which is looking very, very sharp and smart to me, Chennai, because of you know obviously the the opening pair, Ruchulat Gaikwad and Devon Conway, and then Jadeja coming into his own as a bowler. And Dhoni, you know, just you know, just so masterly as a captain, the way he uses Moin Ali, or doesn't use him, or he shuffles his bowlers around and stuff like that. So this is going to be on one contest which should be really enthralling. Yeah, actually, I think it's one of the better <laughs> matchups that we are going to be looking forward to this season. Thank you so much, Ayaz, for taking time out. Thanks, Mandla. Catch up again. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd, Khayal Jo Ghar Ko Ghar Banai, and Domino's. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Prateek Lidhu and Anjali Palord, and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast. Hold up. 